0: Hey, it's Nikki back on Gut Plus Science Healthcare, and today I am with Dr. Norma Tirado, Senior Vice President of Team Member Experience and Talent Development at Spectrum Health. You'll see her passion shine through on this episode, and she really illustrates our goal of doing meaningful work. Here we go. Dr. Norma Tirado, welcome to Gut Plus Science. I am thrilled to have you take us inside that brain of yours to share the why and how you have spent so much of your life helping humans find their gifts. But first, I want to know something. Why do you think the majority of people live their entire lives without maximizing those gifts or those strengths that they have?
1: I don't know after you hear me whether you want to be in my brain, but let's try this. Since we're little... I think we grow up focusing on the things that we have to improve, right? What are our weaknesses? So many people never have the opportunity to focus on their strengths. So oftentimes it takes somebody else in your life, a mentor, a colleague, a friend, a parent to say, you know, you're really good at this. This is something you should look for. And I think that For me, that has has been uh, uh, people that have been in my life saying to me, hey, this is a strength of yours. This is a gift you bring to the organization. You need to develop that. I had a band teacher, for example, call me one time about my daughter's singing capability that I really didn't know she was that great. And today she's a professional singer. So sometimes it takes another person to help you see those gifts. And if you don't have that in your life, you may not do that.
0: Oh wow. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's so powerful when you have somebody outside of yourself that recognizes something in you and gives you that compliment and then helps you to build on that. It's just I can think of three people right off the top of my head that have helped me with that and so appreciative. So I want to go deeper. How do you inspire other leaders that are around you, because I know you lead and build other leaders. How do you inspire other leaders to learn how to help their team members find and utilize gifts?
1: Mostly through role modeling, right? I have leaders that have done that for me. So I learned early on as a leader that that's one of my responsibilities. That is something that I need to do for the people that I'm entrusted with. So if I do it for them, they will in turn do it for others. It's kind of the pay it forward concept. And, and I think it works really well. If your leaders see that that's something that uh, you see as part of your responsibility, then they're gonna, they're gonna take that responsibility as well.
0: Take us back to where did this start with you? When when did this start? Where you got on this path of making this a habit in your life of helping other people find their gifts and empowering them to use them? Like, how old were you? Was this were you already in you know a career journey, or was this at a young age? I may have
1: had the gift that I consider my gift, which is finding the gifts of other people, early on. But I really didn't recognize that until later on in my career where I was sitting with one of my CEOs and he said, you know, you have a gift for finding talented people and you have a gift for helping people reach their maximum level of performance. And until then, I did not recognize that as something that was a gift. I just it was something that I did. And it probably started because From the first time that I became a leader, the first leadership advice that I received was that supervision and leadership is a privilege. It's not a right, it's not a a power thing, it's a
0: privilege. And you have to really take
1: care of the people that you're privileged to lead.
0: I love that statement and what you just shared about your journey and your leader saying that to you is exactly what we're talking about today. So you're illustrating what happened to you and then now doing that for other people, which is exactly what we're talking about today on helping others to do that. So it's cool to hear your story. Talk to us about some powerful questions or words or ways that you use to inspire those around you and lead them to like their true potential or leveraging those gifts, those regular talk tracks that you're, you're sharing with them.
1: I'm glad that you said questions because I think part of helping people find their gifts is to ask a lot of questions, to do a lot of listening, to see where people, people's eyes brighten when you say, Hey, I need you to do this. So you're really trying to help people look at what, what they enjoy doing the most and helping just bring that out in their work. I, I also, there are two things that I tell the people that work for me uh, from the get go. And one is that I'm not committed to your comfort, that I'm committed to their growth. And to me, that's just a really great philosophy to have to help people find their gifts because sometimes people' gifts are hidden in such a way that they may be even afraid to use it. For example, I had a leader one time that I knew had the potential to be a great, great presenter and speaker. But she said to me that she was just terrified of public speaking, So one time her and I, she was helping me prepare for a presentation that I was going to give. And a little bit tricky, you know, at the last minute, I just said to her, you know, I think, I think you should give this presentation. And she went ahead and she, you know, at that moment probably hated my guts, but she went on, did that presentation, realized this is something that she really, really wanted to do and has become an incredible speaker. And I think if I hadn't pushed her a little bit outside of her comfort zone, she may not have discovered that gift that she had. I um, also tell people that if they're not living on the edge, they're taking up too much space. It's one of my favorite uh, sayings. And um, that is because to discover your gifts, sometimes you have to take risks. You have to do things that you haven't done before. You know, one, one time a CEO asked me to lead the IT department of my organization and I didn't have an IT background. So I had to know that I needed to take that risk, that I'm probably going to get my knees scraped. I, you know, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to learn from them. And then I found out that, again, leadership was a gift for me, no matter what area of the organization I was leading. And you can always learn some of the technical stuff. So getting uncomfortable, taking risks, asking your leaders a lot of questions, pushing them outside of the boundaries of their comfort is going to help them find their gifts
0: pushing those you lead outside their comfort zone to help them grow into their gifts, so powerful. And I wanna go back to, you said, I'm so glad you asked about questions because it's really about asking questions to get to the depth of those gifts. And I wondered if maybe you could just share a couple of examples of you know questions that are kind of typical that help you get there. What comes to mind?
1: I ask people questions like, Tell me about what you would consider a really great day in your work life, or tell me about the most enjoyable project that you have ever worked with. What was it about that project that brought you so much joy? I'll ask questions about what is the one thing that you dread doing, and why do you not like doing that? I'll ask uh, questions about what is important to them. What are your values? What kind of, and I also like people to do like uh, some of the personality testing on strength finders and, and MBTIs, those types of things so that they can learn more about themselves by looking, you know, internally at what, again, what brings them joy and what they have excelled at. Um, I also ask questions about, you know, if you could write your own job description, what would it look like? You know, if you could get up every day and do something that you think could make a true difference in people's lives or change the world, what would that be? You know, so just, you know, open in the questions like that to get people talking about what they really enjoy doing and what they're good at.
0: I really like what you said about leadership is a privilege and you learned that a long time ago and, and still hold on to that very strongly. I want to expand on this just a little How would you encourage listeners that are leaders to push themselves to be better and really own that privilege piece?
1: I know this word is not used in corporate America and in the workplace very much, but I truly believe you have to love the people that work for you and work with you. And if you love them, you're going to both encourage the things that are good about them and help them grow. And also tell them when they're faltering, right? It's just like your children. You you want your children to be the best that they can be. So you tell them when they make mistakes and you praise them when they do great things. And that is kind of the relationship that we need to have with the people that that are under our care. We have to care for them. We have to care about their whole lives, not just about their work lives. You need to know about what makes them tick, what's important to them, both at work and outside of work so that you can help them create that harmony in their lives that most people crave.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing. Can you think of a story of someone you worked alongside that the journey was like climbing a mountain? It was hard to get there and, and get to a place that you started to see them embrace their strengths and their gifts and really step into embracing the discomfort that you were pushing. It didn't come as easy as maybe some of the other success stories. For some people that are listening, they may be thinking, gosh, I've tried this. It's really tough. And I just love to hear what was an overcomer story in your your life that you've experienced? And it took a lot. And this is how you just kept going. But on the other side is a pretty beautiful ending.
1: I think the story that comes to mind uh, for me is one of the uh, first uh, women that worked as an assistant to me. She had been working on her degree, but for multiple reasons, largely a lot of times as money or time or relationships. She just wasn't finishing her, her bachelor's degree. in. I worked with her, made sure she had tuition reimbursement because I knew she was bright and she eventually finished her bachelor's degree. And when she did that, I said to her, I said, this is great, but I know that you have such great potential. I think you should go get your master's degree. So again, we figure out how to fit it into, into her work schedule, how to help her finance it. And she went and she got her master's degree. And after she got her master's degree, I said, well, this is wonderful. And I said to her, I said, that means really you should not be working as my assistant anymore. We need to find something that's going to help you continue to grow and use the knowledge that you've developed. And Uh, she went on and she got a position in the quality department at the healthcare organization that I was working at the time. And at the time, she looked at me and she said, Norma, someday I'm going to be your boss. And I never doubted it. I never doubted that she could be my boss someday. And lo and behold, I left the organization, but we've remained friends and we've stayed in contact. And Just a few months ago, I got a message from her saying I was just promoted to vice president of quality. And to me, that just brought me to tears. So I believe that if I would have stayed in that organization, she truly would have become my boss at some point in time because she's she's a lot younger. I think she has a great future ahead of her but she just kept going and she met her goals and surpassed them. And uh, I'm just really proud of her.
0: You know, I think the thing that came to mind for me is with this leadership privilege that we have, how can we be the tipping point for other people where down the road, they're getting interviewed on a podcast to share their story. And they share that powerful question that was asked of them that one time, or the person that believed in them, that, You know, encourage them to take a different trajectory with their career because someone else saw that in them. Like, how can we be that tipping point for other people is what came to mind. So, thank you for sharing that. On Gut Plus Science, we believe that meaningful work leads to meaningful life. Not that it's the only contributor, but we spend a lot of our waking hours working and we believe that work directly leads to meaningful or significant life experiences. How does this apply to you? I think I'm in a position and, and
1: I think every leader in any organization is in a position to really impact other people's lives. So I think every day when we wake up, we have to make a decision as to how we're going to show up as leaders and what kind of impact we want to have in the people that we're working with. Not just our, our, our the people that report to us, but our colleagues and other team members that we have to collaborate with. So I think that helping find other people's gifts and helping them develop into the people that maybe they didn't even know they could be is truly why I get up every morning. It's my purpose in life. And I believe that true happiness is found in the impact and the positive impact that you can have in other people's lives. And as long as I'm working as a leader as long as probably I'm alive as a human being, I'm going to look to try to influence people's lives in a positive way. And that doesn't mean that at times you don't have to have tough conversations or make difficult decisions. You know, I've had people that are very successful today that I had to say, this is not the right position for you. Let's find out what you really want to do and focus on and let's see you succeed. And I've seen people do that. Just simply leave a position that they were not effective at, they were miserable at, and find something that they truly, truly could shine in and thrive. And a lot of times as leaders, that's what we need to do with our people. We need to help them find that right fit.
0: The image that I was seeing in my head as you were talking is the leader and that team member linking arms and, you know, on the same level saying, like, let's do this together. Whether this is a completely different position, because even is going as far to say you were failing in this position, this past position, because it wasn't the right fit. It's not aligned with your strengths and your gifts. Let's get you over here and let's do it together. Just a beautiful thing. That's what I was seeing. So Norma, thank you so much for joining me today and and sharing just your, your gifts of, of what you've walked through your leadership journey and inspiring those that are our listeners. We're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from our sponsor message today. And we'll come back to what we call our lightning round, where we get to learn just a little bit more about the personal side of Dr. Norma Tirado. We'll be right back. Attention healthcare leaders. Have you heard of WAMBI, our show sponsor? WAMBI's holistic real-time recognition and culture transformation solution improves the healthcare experience for patients and staff through the power of gratitude. It's gamified technology delivers real-time feedback from patients and other team members that recognizes rewards and motivates optimal care to learn how Wambi can be an early indicator for predictive changes in HCAPs, Check out their recent success story with upper Chesapeake health, their case study just released. And it's in the show notes. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science Healthcare with Dr. Norma Tirado. Norma, I am excited to ask you a few questions to get to know you. And we'll be adding this first question answer to our uh, massive list of books that, that leaders look at all the time. So no pressure, but what is your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read? Of
1: all time, that's a big thing. But I'll tell you that Danielle Goleman's Emotional Intelligence probably changed my life. And it was the focus of my doctorate. So uh, for that reason, I have to say, you know, Daniel Goleman's emotional intelligence.
0: And how about a favorite hobby when you're not working?
1: I'm absolutely an avid golfer. And I also love traveling with my, my husband and my children.
0: Where is your favorite vacation spot?
1: I'm from Puerto Rico. I have to say that traveling to my lovely island is one of my favorite spots And second to that would be going to Italy. I absolutely love uh, Italian people, Italian food, Italian wine.
0: So those are my two favorite spots. And Norma, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today?
1: Well, they can certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'd be happy if anybody wants to email me at norma.torado at spectrumhealth.org.
0: Dr. Norma Tirado, thank you for sharing your story today. Here's my truth. You can act on from our conversation. Number one, make your key focus, your strengths, not your weaknesses and areas of improvement. It is more important to focus on the strengths and to lead employees to do the same. Number two, ask questions. This is a habit to help, and it will help to get great at building others into their gifts. Every time you do it, build the habit of asking great questions. Number three push those you lead with love outside their comfort zone to help them grow in their strengths. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.